0: Now in year number six, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Everybody sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I do hope you'll share it with your friends and family. Cheers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 303 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for giving this episode a listen. This is the sixth episode in my previews for 2024, and in a moment, I am going to be joined by the legendary Christopher Pepper of the Lace Out podcast, and we are going to preview his beloved Melbourne Demons for 2024. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get a shout-out for your local footy club on the podcast, reach out to me, drop me a note on my socials. You can find all of those over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. Love giving out shout-outs to local clubs, learning about them. We're going to get into this week's uh, local club here in just a moment. do want to remind you, though, that uh, this July I will be in Australia, come hell or high water. And I guess if it's high water, maybe I won't be there, but... Uh, What the hell? Uh, So I am coming to visit and I'm planning on being there for a good chunk of time, mainly the entire month of July, as the case may be. So I'm hoping to meet up with as many of you as I possibly can while I'm there, get to as many games as I can from the AFL all the way down to the local footy level, because I want to see how those clubs tick. Uh, it's been great uh, discussing them uh, as we've gone along uh, the journey of this podcast, and I, I want to go see it in person. So I'm very excited about that. If you want to help out the podcast with regards to that, you can certainly head over to my website, as I mentioned, at yankonthefooty.com. You can check out my Redbubble store page. You can also click on the Buy Me a Coffee button if you'd like to help out that way as well. That would be greatly appreciated. If you wanted to help out to defray some of the costs, that would be wonderful. Now, today's club of the episode are the Greta Blues of the Ovens and King Football League. This club can be traced all the way back to the Greta South Club of 1910. And they're rather unique because they don't actually have a hometown. They have, it's kind of a feeder club that comes in from a lot of different areas, from what I've been able to read. Uh the senior club finished second last year on the ladder, winning 17 out of their 18 games. Ultimately, they dropped their prelim contest to the Bright Football Club. And I have to do a little bit more research on the Bright Club because they have a really interesting logo, and I wasn't sure what their nickname was. I could not find that. Now, the club is helping right now to renovate uh, the playground at the Greta Recreation Reserve, and they've begun their uh, preseason training on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I'm hoping that they have a fantastic year in 2024. And they do have uh, a handful of players who have gone to play in the VFL and in the AFL, including Ian Montgomery, who debuted back in 1965 for Collingwood against Melbourne. And he played 48 games with the Pies. And then Darren Steele, who debuted in 1984 uh, for North Melbourne uh, against City, But he also played with Geelong, a total of 137 games combined. And then Carl Norman, who played for Carlton for 27 games, debuting in 2003 against Brisbane. So, Blues, I hope you have a fantastic year this year. And good on you with the uh, playground renovation and construction. I hope that it goes well. And I hope you have a fantastic year. Now, let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Chris Pepper, and uh, Peps has been a great friend of the podcast, and I cannot wait to talk to him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely stoked to be joined by my mate, Chris Pepper, from the Lace Out Podcast, as we are going to preview his beloved D's, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can look over his right and left shoulder, or over his head and see his premiership posters that are behind him. Mr. Pepper, how are you doing, sir, and thanks for getting up this morning. Uh, Mr. Wessels, it is always a pleasure. We've been doing these for the last couple of years, and
1: it's always a pleasure to talk to a, a person, not just who loves football full stop, but from another country who has it as a foreign game, who's embraced it, and you are truly loved over here in Australia. And we love it. You love your cats. I love my D's, And it's exciting to sort of see where both these teams are going to be flowing in yeah, 2020.
0: Because there's there are question marks surrounding both of them. Yes. Uh, you know, and uh you know, I think we probably have to before we dive into twenty twenty-four, I think we need to take a look back quickly at twenty twenty-three. And I uh I, I need to ask you about the um if you had to apply a a score on how successful the Brody Grundy experiment was. What kind of a score are you giving the club? Are you giving Brody Grunty? And I didn't realize he'd actually played seventeen games. I didn't think he'd played that many, but uh, didn't go that well. He played for a few, you, did he? All right. No. <laughs> so
1: I would give. I would give. Um, I'd give the club an eight for having a crack because mm-hmm. when I heard about it when it came in, I'm like, here we go. Like this is going to be fantastic. It's going to work nicely. Jackson's gone. Runny will come in, Gorn will go forward. Execution, about a a two. It just didn't work. But they've had a crack. And that's the thing that yeah. I think you have to look back on is that they've had a go at it. It didn't work. Move on. Okay. So before we Keep move on, that, I can't really go into it any more than that. It just, it just didn't work because it's when you got two alpha dogs. I, I said to somebody, it's like, it's like having a driveway. You've got a Ferrari parked, mm-hmm. but you've got the Bugatti in front. Uh huh. What do you do? Which one do you take? Because they're just so equally good at each other. Okay. And they're fantastic the way that they play, but they play very similar games where they have to be the number one Ruckman. Right. And when they said that, Brody ground into a forward.
0: Yeah. So would they, would they have been better served moving Max gone forward? He
1: would have been the better option. But as you saw the Brisbane game that they played at the MCG last year, which was the one that I left early with about right. 10 and a half minutes to go and they they came back where Gorn dominated, absolutely dominated the game and got mm-hmm. them back in. He, he has to be the main man. So you, right, right. what he does around the ground, especially behind the ball,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you can't replace. Right. Grandy's not that power forward, Mark. So it just didn't. It just didn't work. Yeah. I think it. the confusing thing was when we went into the final last year, the Carlton game when they brought in Josh Shackey. and they're like, "Hold on, you got Brady Grundy sitting in the in the wings. Why didn't you bring him in at least?" Because they didn't even play Shackey in the final whatsoever, mm-hmm. and I think that's what sort of people are, that doesn't make any sense. And the only the only reason I can think was they knew that he was on the out They didn't want
0: anything to happen to him. That was it, or it was just stubbornness. They wanted to, but put it him didn't in. work. They, they, anyway. they, were, they were going to wrap him up in cotton wool so they could try to get something from him when it was time to trade him. Okay. Yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah, so Trade comes in. We're off the books. We don't have to owe anything about it. So we're, we're clean. We're fresh. Right. Cause, cause is, yeah. had, had something happened, he would have still been, you know, property of the D's and you're paying that hefty contract and he's not contributing. So exactly right. So, and even, even yeah. to the point the, the contract that he had with Collingwood when he left
1: there was the rumor, and there was like, "What's going on with that? Is Melbourne going to have to be on the hook for that? Are they going to have to be uh, paying for some of it?" Uh, no. Nah. So right. Collingwood still have to pay their part. City pay their part. Melbourne are free. So look, if they didn't have a crack, then you would want mm. They had a go. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think that they've moved on. And I think that they've made some pretty good acquisitions. They've looked at what they've needed to, what they needed to do. But I also think that they're looking forward to the next round of trade free agency as well, where okay. a big, big, big boards are going to be available.
0: Well, and I, and I think that, you know, while it was, I don't think it was necessarily a, a, a plan to maybe, you know, have him be an additional contributor, but I, I think it's rather fortunate that they were able to bring in Jack Billings with the absence of Clayton Oliver right now. And, I, and I'm not saying Jack Billings is is going to be able to replace Clayton Oliver because, you know, he's not as good a player. He's a very good player. He's averaged over 20 and a half, you know, disposals throughout his career, but he's only played 11 games the last two years. Um, but I think it's nice. Got to be nice to have him in the red and blue this year, knowing you, knowing what you don't know about whether or not Clayton, Oliver, Clayton Oliver is even going to be playing this year. Yeah, exactly. So the way I look at it is the year before we got lucky Hunter for
1: packet of packet of chips played sensational.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so he's kicking, and every Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne supporter knows that. Except he's kicking. Fair enough. To get Billings in, can use the ball. He's just had he had a bad run with injuries, and sometimes players just need a, a fresh coat of paint. They just need great, to go great. somewhere, fresh environment, change it up, etc. And he's the perfect example of it. Like he was, um, you know, he was drafted at number three in his draft. So mm-hmm. the guy can play, and I just think he needs an opportunity. Is and I think the the competition for spots, especially as a smaller forward in Melbourne's forward line this year is going to be pretty difficult mm-hmm. because you've got Chandler Pickett, uh, Neil Bullen plays down there, but he plays a bit of a different role. Billings will be down there as well. They've also picked up um, uh drop as part of the, the, the trade that came through last year. So he's going to be having a crack as well. And then they've got Shane McAdam who's come in. So, Spots for forwards outside of the big boys out of Fritch, Van Roy and Petty uh, are going to be very limited. And so these guys are going to have to work their tails off right. and know that they're right. spending some time with Casey if they want to get a game. So I'm actually pretty happy to have him because if he can just straighten it up and get good ball into the forwards, that's all we're asking for. That That's the missing piece. That's what mm-hmm. they've been working on apparently over summer is that connection between mids and forwards. Everybody's worried about it. I'm not worried as yeah. much as most of the plundits out there or pundits out there, I actually think that they're going to be in a pretty good position. And it gave me a bit of a a feeling of that in that final last year against Carlton.
0: Yeah. It's Cause you know, as an, as an outsider looking in, you know, the, the thing that I, and, and you please correct me if, if I'm wrong here, but I, I've worried, you know, whether or not they had enough options to, to be the guys, you know, kicking the goals for this club that, you know, yeah. that, that, you know, it was like, it was almost like, you know, picket or Fritch or bust. And, and you know, yeah, it the, was. Yeah. It, that final it was. And, and it was. when you've got,
1: this is where most people sort of forget really quickly. There was no Petty who was playing some really good football up, right? right. Right. There was no, um, there was no Melksham who had been playing great footy. And there was no Van Royen who was, who was like a, uh, you know, up and coming. He'd kick 28 goals at that time of the year. Mm-hmm. First year playing senior footy in the big boys. If you take out Carlton's three forwards, they lose that game. Right, right. So we we got within two points, and we should have won that game, let's be honest, if it wasn't for some bad kicking and some bad choices in the last 90 seconds. We win that game. We go mm-hmm. on to play Brisbane, anything can happen. But, yeah, just to see what happened there, taking those three forwards out, they had to try and find a different way to play. That was why we were a bit worried, like, why didn't they bring in Grundy and maybe make a bit of a change with with Gaumb- You yeah. know. You right. say this, say so worry about yeah. that. But um, again, that's why yeah. I'm pretty bullish on it. I'm pretty bullish. A lot of
0: people are like, oh, what's their forward mix going to be, et cetera. Well, it worked of- for pretty much most of the season except for two games. That's that's fair. That is very fair. And, you know, and the thing is, you know, even though he's kind of, and, and I know he's got, a, he just had some minor knee surgery with Ben Brown. I know he's kind of a forgotten man. On your list that, you know, that, that, you know, here's a guy who, you know, is, you know, kicked 40, 50 goals a season for years. You know, when I first started watching the game, every time he'd go kick a goal, I'd run out to the front porch because he's running past my house on his run up to kick. So I'd, I'd wave yep. and he never waved back, but you you know, you know, yeah, but you know, he should, it's, he, he was basically brown. a goal kicker, Sorry. you know, but it, and yeah, that's that's he, pretty much what he did. But the problem was with
1: the way that Melbourne played and the way that he plays, he's very much a lead-up forward. So if he's coming yeah. out of the square full tilt, you just drop it in front of him. He's going to mark it nine out of 10 times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's not that uh, monster hanger, hanger type of player in the right, forward line. Right. He's not one contested beast. And once it gets below his knees, it's he's got the turning circle of a Mack truck. It's it's <laughs> it's difficult to watch. And Tom, um, and Tom McDonald was... A perfect foil for him, mm-hmm. but he's had his injury concerns as well too. So, so when you've got players that haven't done a preseason, and this is where sort of people think about it: I oh, haven't done a preseason; he'll be right; he'll make it up. You're behind the eight ball, right? So you're almost trying to trying to get back into the swing of it and get up to a standard of fitness, well before after everybody's already got theirs, and so you're yeah. constantly behind the eight ball, behind the eight ball, and. It's just too hard to mix in, and then you've got to get your touch back. And practice match touch and and training touch is completely different to match game. Mm-hmm. So oh, look, I think Brown and McDonald's gone down back apparently this year for his for the the the, the track watchers have said, which I think is a great decision. Uh, so that means that they can play Petty up forward. Um, hopefully he gets back in time. So you know, if you ask me how Melbourne season's going to go, I had a chat about this with the Love Machine, my brother Mark, the other day. And he's, he's consensus, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. I reckon we're going to have a bit of a slow start to the year. So maybe the first eight to 10 rounds it might be like a 50-50, 60-40 50, split in terms of wins and losses. But then once they get that connection up forward and once they sort of work out how the game style fits in and once the players get that connection with each other, it will really take off after that.
0: So it might be a bit of a slower start. Your first five, the your first do. five is it's an interesting grouping. Your first five because you start out, you know, you got the Swans and the Bulldogs, and you got Hawthorne, and then you've got both both Adelaide clubs in Adelaide. Um, yep. For your first five, so I mean, that's that's not necessarily a terribly easy five because I I think Hawthorne might might be that, and 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 I've I've said this already, but. I, anybody who's a Geelong supporter who's listening is going to, you know, unsubscribe from the podcast, but I, I think Hawthorne could be that club that could, could make that significant leap this year. And if they don't get into the eight, make a push to get really close to it this year. Yeah. Well, they've picked up two little small forwards, Ginevan and Watson.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: who are going to turn it on its head. And then they've got child to be down there uh, with Mitch Lewis. So in the space of one preseason, they've just like their forward line is just jumped considerably. Yeah. And I went and watched them live last year and yeah, they're, they're good. I, I got respect for Hawthorne. I haven't had respect for Hawthorne for many, many years after what they did <laughs> every club through the middle of the 10s. The but they are, they, they're going in the right direction. And I've given Sam Mitchell my fair, fair smack over the years over what I think about him and, and the way I think of him as a player. But as a coach, uh, I think he's steering them in the right direction. And sometimes I actually wish we had a bit of that in our coach. Yeah. Want to get into that? We can have a chat about that too. But oh, it's, it's, yeah. But that first, there's, there's no reason. There is no reason Melbourne couldn't be zero and four. Um, After zero and five, maybe zero and six. After the first five games. After the first six games, because they've got Sydney, Western Bulldogs, Hawthorne, Port Adelaide, Adelaide, and then they've got Brisbane at the G. Wow. So the first six games are not exactly easy. No, they're not. They're not. There's... It does lighten up in the back end. Yeah. But that, that's not a great start. And, you know, finals are one in the back end. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. Finals are one when you make it. But you're actually getting your position, right? Is in the first eight weeks of the year. That's right. where you solidify where you're going to be. Cause you need so, to get a jump
0: start. You need to be on ahead of everybody, not chasing the tail. So, worst case scenario, if that 0 and 5 or 0 and 6 yep. record, on the on the ladder exists and and I don't think it will but let's let's just say for sake of argument right now that it does are you, do you think that they would have enough time left in the rest of the fixture to 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 rebound and uh you know cuz you know they're doubling up against port against uh the magpies against the lions against the bulldogs now they do have the eagles twice they do have the dockers twice and and, and the dockers to me are one of the most enigmatic clubs out there cuz I I don't know what the hell we're going to get with them. You know, on paper you'd think it's you. a lot of talent, but uh, what's you know what are they going to do? They just can't get it together.
1: Yeah, they're they're an enigma. Like if you speak to anybody over over in Perth, they're just like we don't know what's going on with. Them. At least with the Eagles, we can sort of see. All right, they're crap. They're still mm-hmm. going to be crap. But we know they're going to get better. Fremantle, you know they have Jackson. Yeah, and they signed Sean Darcy for a massive contract. And right, then right. Like, didn't you just see what happened with Melbourne? but yeah so that does not make any sense too but the the way i see it is if they have that slower start top four is not going to be there Mm -hmm. and i think melbourne and like i said my brother said this the other day as well too he goes i think melbourne are a team that need to play having that week off if they win or whatever makes it harder for them they need to continually play so they might even be one of those teams that they're in a better position if they finish outside the top four so they know that okay. this is our last week. This is our last week. This is our last week and not resting on their laurels.
0: That makes, that makes sense. I mean, you're, you, you know, the, the, you know, uh, what is it like the, the iron sharpens iron kind of thing. I mean, you know, if you don't, if you don't have time to rest on your laurels and you just have to get right back up on the horse and I'm going to use all these really bad metaphors here, but you know, you've got, you have to, you don't have time to say, okay, you guys, we've got a week off, you know, go, Go rest. We'll do a little bit of running here. Let your bruises heal. That type of thing. It's no strap it up. We're going right back out there again this Push week. Through. Yeah. Push
1: through exactly. And I think when Melbourne when Melbourne have had their good runs, that's what they've did. They just had they've had good runs because they're just continually, continually doing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So they had that they had that run at the back of end of 2021. The great start to 2022, and we then know what happened after that. But they just seem to be a team that they need to be playing right and not playing and not thinking. If that makes sense,
0: they just no, it, can't. It, they, Damn, it makes makes a lot of sense. It uh, it really does, and and I want you know, if and and I know there's a lot of talented players on this side. There's a lot of talented players in the midfield on this club, but if there is no Clayton Oliver, do you worry about clubs finding a way or looking for a way to defend Petraca? in a way that they try to limit his contribution to the game where other players who maybe have not had to step up into the spotlight as much but are still very talented have to do that?
1: Yeah, and I say good luck. Good luck to any team doing it. Because here's here's the way that I look at it as well too. Petrarca, all right, we we know he he had an absolute – corker of a season 26 votes in the brown lobe and Mm -hmm. there's another guy that i want to speak to that he hasn't slid underneath the radar but i think he's getting a lot more appreciation for what he brings over his last couple of seasons but when it comes to a he's he's a power freak he's a massive unit he's quick not many players are able to negate that and then look after their own game at the same time you know the the Mm -hmm. use of the tagger which we don't see, I, I miss the tag. I think taggers should be used a hell of a lot more. Uh, the whole team defense gives me the shits, excuse my language, but it, it gives me the shits of times when if you've got a guy who's just been, like I said, off the chain, he is dominating left, right, and center. Right, right. We, we, we can't We can't clamp him. We can't clamp down on him because it ruins our team defense. Well, the team defense ain't working at the moment. And so maybe sacrificing one for the greater good will actually work. Mm-hmm. And this is where I look at teams who have a bit more of a a man on man defense and they've they've practiced that they're going to be in a better better position when these sort of things happen because they go okay let's for the, at least for the next five minutes go to man on man just mm-hmm. go man on man and make right. it harder it's going to be harder for us but it's going to be harder for them as well right. prepare for it as well but if Oliver doesn't play and you know what the club should just come out and say and the, whether they've done this internally
0: or what and say boys he's not here. All right, mm-hmm. we're not worrying about him. And I and I, and I and I think before we go on, I I whatever is happening, I think we wish him the absolute best that he gets him gets himself in, you know, into the physical or mental or emotional place that he needs to be in. whatever whatever the issue happens to be,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. I think it just I'll get on him in a minute and just my thoughts on where it might be, but. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Petrarca, you, you have to stop him. But then you have to stop a little Powerball, Jack Viney, who, uh-huh. like I said, he he was captain, he had that taken off him. Gorn took over, and we thought, is he gonna go backwards? is he gonna have the opportunity maybe to go to somewhere else? Geelong were looking at him a while ago. Last year, I've had mates of mine who who have sort of said, Oh, Jack Viney's a you know a bit of a spart or bit of it. he's no good, come out and go, I've got him wrong. Like, his season last year was immense, and that's where I'm saying that you got to remember we played a massive portion of last year without Oliver. Right, right. Oliver's not the greatest kick. He gets a lot of the ball, but he's not right. the greatest kick. He's the B52. He just bombs it into the forward line. That's all he does. Bombs it in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, yes, you would love to have him there, but it just gives that opportunity for players who are who are on the fringes who need an opportunity. And they they often say luck is uh, thorough preparation given a bit of an opportunity or waiting for an opportunity and that's what it is it's someone like Trent Rivers would be beautiful like he's he's been building up his mid midfield minutes over the last year or two I'd love to have him come off the off through the middle of the ground I just think that he uses the ball so much better than a lot of the guys through through the midfield and I love what he does you got Tom Sparrow who has sort of been on that cusp he can sort of see He's got so much to offer. But he just hasn't been able to, to break in. I think he can add, come into that midfield rotation as well. Angus Brayshaw. I know that they've played him on the wing. I reckon they should put him down back there and where he was in the Premiership season. Maybe bring Salem forward. That's going to be a bit of an issue to, because to get his kicks for. They've they've got options. E. You remember you've also got Pickett who can go in there as well too. Yeah. Neil yeah. Bullen can through. It. So. I'm not too worried about the depth Caleb Windsor who they've brought in, but they've also got a couple of guys sitting in the twos. Uh, Blake House is another one who's just waiting for his opportunity. Who's had um, a couple of great seasons uh, with, uh, with Casey. I think, he's, I think there's, there, there are options. Yes. You would like to have that piece, but I would rather add that in at the end. So almost putting the supercharger on the car, mm-hmm. get you That's... in a position that if if he comes along great, if he doesn't, we work with what we've got and that's yeah. what they need to do. Cause the backline side of things is in a, is in a really good spot. The midfield side of things is in a really good spot. The forward
0: line, if they get ticking can be in a good
1: spot. They just right. all need to right.
0: work. But, yeah. And that's, like I said, like I said before, that's, that's the one thing that I've wondered is do, uh, do they have enough options up front and if they can develop, if they can develop those options, um, I think, you know, it's a scary club and, and, you know, those first five or six games, they may find that they end up being a lot more favorable, favorable. Yeah. Anyway, you know, so I
1: think, look, I personally think they've got, they've got the options. They have got the options, Mm -hmm. but um, I've always said, you know, there's no point having a, there's no point having a Rolls Royce if you're going to put diesel into it because, you can have a great looking forward line, but if what you're delivering into it and the way that the ball's coming in and the game style and how you're doing is 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 wrong and mm-hmm. it doesn't work, that's where I that's where my concern is. I actually don't think it's the on field. I think it's the off field side of things that is where my big concern is. And how so? And I'm talking about the coaching side of things. Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yes. Well, for the last two years, we've been doing that. We've been thinking we'll play this hard defensive type of game, bomb it into the forward line, lock it in, and then score on the rebound score. It mm-hmm. doesn't work. It, it, it doesn't work anymore. Um, we saw in a final we couldn't kick straight. We, we were able to bomb it in time and time again against Collingwood, and they were able to just repel every time it came out. It makes it massively difficult, difficult to score. It makes it difficult for forwards because they're having to play more of a defensive game rather than a, a, a leading game. And that's, and that's where I I look at and go, well, what's the game plan that sits behind this? What, what are you going to change it? And then i look at the assistant coaches. None of the assistant coaches changed except for McWalter coming in and Uze going out. So is, is McWalter going to change the way that we play? Are they hearing the same voice over and over again? Is that becoming a little bit too um,
0: monotonous? And is he be is he being given the authority to, to make to implement any kind of changes?
1: Yeah, and that, and that's where I'm looking at it, going well. I I think teams play how their coaches play. I've said mm-hmm. this since they dot of lace out, and and I look at the I look at the I look at the the hard competitive clubs. Um, even Fly McCray was just a a, a good honest footballer. How, that's how Colling would play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't speak to Brisbane because. I never saw um, saw him play, but you have a look at uh, Longmire. Just honest, that's how Sydney play. Mitchell, bit of a bit of a prick, but the ball, but hard at it. That's how Hawthorne are starting to build their list. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Hinkley, you know a serviceable Backman, etc. Run through the midfield a bit at Geelong. That's what sort of Port out later. They're serviceable. So I'm, I'm thinking that Goodwin, very good footballer, but it just doesn't seem to be that little bit of extra angst,
2: mm-hmm.
1: natural angst, it seems to be sometimes a bit of forced angst. Um, and that's where I get a bit concerned. Like, are they, I know that they're, the relationships seem to be good, but can he really give them a spray and they take that on board when they need to, or can he flip the switch and change the way that they're playing in the middle of a game and I, at the moment, I don't think we have that. And that's where my concern is, is that what's the game plan?
0: Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I, I think that uh, to, to be completely frank with you, um, I do hope that there are at least a couple of occasions where there's just total dysfunction for the D's this year only because we want to watch your response live on Facebook after the games as you're leaving the MCG. That's that's the only reason. So we can wa- we can watch you giving them the spray on the way out of the stadium. Well, I'll be frank with you.
1: They have received a bit of feedback over the over the last couple of years. <laughs> the one I did in the shower last year, with along with the wet weather footy, was the one that sort of put people over the top and said, "What? What's? Are you okay? Do you need to speak to someone?" <laughs> but no, look, I, I think I'm like every Melbourne supporter, where we 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 wear we had so many years of disappointment mm-hmm. on field, off field. We finally get some success. We've got a list that could, should should be in contention. Should have been getting contention in the last day of September over the last couple of years. Right, right. haven't been. To. And you know, the, you know the, the quicker you get something, the quicker it goes away as well. Too, and, and Gorn's getting older, May's getting older, Viney's getting older. You know, when when your core is starting to, to to draw away, we saw how quickly Richmond fell off, and they're probably going to go even worse this year. We saw what's happened with West Coast, how they've fallen off the rails, right. uh, Geelong. They're they probably I think going to drop a, another rung again this year just because of there's that age factor. Yeah. Right. Uh, everybody's everybody thinks that Collingwood are going to go back to back. I'm telling you now they won't
0: because okay. they've got the
1: wow. They're going to be the, they're the oldest list in the well, oldest. Well, yeah, in, and, and it's you know Collingwood, Geelong, and Melbourne. And once the older guys get that taste, well, you know I've got my flag. I've got my second flag.
0: That's a, that's a really good point. You know, it's, you know, how, do you know, how do you, so if you, okay. if you're looking at it from that vantage point, then yeah. does that, does that in a way then possibly make Brisbane the favorites for the flag this year? Because they don't have that flag because Melbourne has theirs. Collingwood has theirs. Geelong has theirs. Richmond does not have the list to compete for another one at this point in time. I, I think Richmond's going to be a bottom four side, quite frankly. Oh, uh, you're in there with me too. Yeah. And that's
1: and that's that's a though I think that's good for Uze, because then he'll be able to over the next season or two definitely flush out
2: mm-hmm.
1: flush out the group. Um you need that turnover. They've got their success, so, you know, three yeah. flags in four years. <laughs> I got and, one in I got one in 64. Yeah. So
0: yeah, well, I, and you <laughs> know, and looking at the the lists, and again, it's it's a, it's a discernible difference. It's only a difference of one point two uh one point three years, but Gold Coast is the ninth oldest. Club on the list, and they've not done squat yet. No, they haven't done I, squat, but they've. they've I been, think they. I think they might this year. Yeah, I think. Look,
1: they're, they're definitely going to be cloning. I, yeah. I can't see, like I said, Hardwick, just tough as nails. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll push that into, yeah, the yeah. stuns. That's, that's what they need. I think that's a, that's the match of a perfect coach. I think with North Melbourne, uh, look, North are going to be one of those teams that. Um, heard on the radio the other day. Their midfield is going to be magnificent. I'm I'm I reckon Larky can win the, the the um the Coleman this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wasn't far off at last year, right, and they right. ended up second last. Yeah. They get a bit they get a couple more, uh, they get uh in there as well, too. And the other guy I can't remember off the top of my head. They're gonna be better that just they've got no one down back. So yeah. once the ball gets past yeah. half back, yeah. like turn just close your eyes and and and, and wince. That's
0: and how thing, it's gonna be. Thing. The thing that I'm really enjoying about the fixture for this year is that, uh, is that, uh, Damien Hardwick does get to start round one at Marvel and he doesn't get to say shit about it. Cause he's oh, not, that's he's okay, not coaching he's Richmond, Richmond anymore.
2: That's the
1: Richmond
0: supporters who don't know no. how to get. There. No, I that's know. The
1: well, of, the and here's the thing.
0: And I, and I, and I, and I I'm going to ask you this because of where you live. When I come in July, one of the things that I want to do, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to record it and I'm going to edit it and get it up on YouTube. I am going to go to Punt Road and I am going to walk to Docklands. I'm going to walk to Marvel stadium and I'm going to document that trip to show that it can be done because I've looked at it on Google maps and it can it, be done. It's I'm not that it right far. Now. I mean, I don't it's know incredible. if there's any unsafe neighborhoods in between the two of them, but, uh, you know, Oh, the Melbourne
1: CBD, but that's, yeah, it's the Melbourne CBD these days. Now you'll yeah. be fine be fine it'll be up and down a bit hilly you might even see my mom working down at marvel stadium she'll give you a tour well i would love that i've been watching yeah. a lot of a lot, lot of cricket there's dana's, there, dana's down
0: there Donna's down there my mum. i'll
1: say bring craig in she'll go, oh, him up well i mean she'll
0: probably, i oh, she'll probably have you out
1: for dinner that's what she'll i <laughs> mean i know dinner, I, I, I know so.
0: somebody who has i don't know if he still works there as, as one of the spruikers, but uh, i know that that uh gavin ingham had, used to do that there you know one of the people kind of welcoming you into the stadium which uh
2: no, we're pretty
1: good at that sort of thing too. So it's like, hey, you know, a lot of times if you just write to them and say, "Listen, I'm coming all the way from here for this,"
0: right? And that's before Once I once I lock in my dates, that's what I, I plan on doing is figuring out when and where. Because I mean, I, I you know, I've I've you know one and I've said this, and one of the places that I I am going to go to, whether they offer tours or not, is I'm going to the Vegemite Factory, as you can see up there. Okay. I've gone through 24 jars of it in the last two and a half years. I'm going to the Vegemite. I don't care if they offer tours or not. I'm going to get arrested because I'm going into the facility. Okay.
1: The best thing is driving, driving past the Vegemite factory
0: when they're making it. Does it smell good? Oh, it smells good. Yeah. Well, and I actually, I actually found the little museum for the gentleman who, who invented it also, which is about two hours to the West of Melbourne. Whereabouts? Oh gosh. I, I, I'm following him on Facebook. yeah, I've I put you
1: on on the spot, haven't I? See, yeah, you, you thought did. That we're talking about the Melbourne. you, and we've gone down Vegemite route. Yeah, that's okay. That's well. Yeah. I
0: mean, I'll talk yeah. about I'll talk
1: about it all the well, time. Sometimes you know. Melbourne do give you the colour of Vegemite
0: <laughs> when they play. So, so it's you know, understandable. Who are you most excited about this year? That maybe is you know not been a regular in the 22. Who are you looking forward to seeing? And you may have already mentioned them, but who's who's that that yep. person you cannot wait to see what they've got in store for the club? Um look, I am I, I get a bit of a, I get a bit of a man chub
1: over Jacob Amroyan. Okay. I just he's got the number 2 on his back. He's he's got some spunk about him. He can mark, he can kick. He's got A first year, like he had his first year in the, in the AFL last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Ended up, I think uh, third in the goal kicking, which is a kick 28 for the season. Awesome. Yeah. To have another, another preseason, another year in the gym up forward. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to see that. I just can't wait to see what he brings. He, He should kick at least 40 next year in my opinion. Okay. He's a great kick and that's a great thing but he's he's a competitor. He's going he's uh you know a bit of a young head so you know can't make the uh, have right, the old right. brain fart like he did in the final last year but we, we need a bit of that. The other one who came out of nowhere last year and everybody like he's you were talking about the midfield side of things and a bit of a smoky that I could see maybe moving in there for a little bit some pieces to maybe move towards the next few years is Judd McVe like his composure down back is of someone who's been in the game for, you know, five, six years. Mm-hmm. I just love everything about him as well. Too. In Harley, he, he's, when Neville Jeter left, he took his spot, just okay. took his spot. He doesn't make mistakes. He's composed. He he, he makes, an. when I say mistakes, um, I'm talking with disposal mistakes. Yeah, we know about the, 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 the um, the, what happened in the final last year? With him um, in that last thirty seconds, where he should have body checked, but that's just you know here here yeah. here or there. I just love what I just love what he's been doing as well too. I hope Angus Brayshaw can come back and be the contributor that he was. Okay. Like that grandfather he played that that first half was amazing and especially that the the some of the contests that he put his body through so hopefully he can get back but they're two that I like and I also like what I saw from Tajway Woden as well too didn't okay. get many games throughout the season had four last year I reckon if he can maybe double that at least get into double digits that would be mm-hmm. nice too because I think there's a bit of spunk about him as well too but okay. they're the three I know but even if I look at the two that they brought in this year um Windsor and Thorstrup. Thorstrup. He's, he's, a, he's already got the cold hero. He's got the, he's got the the flowing hair, the big Oakley ski glasses. <laughs> I'd love to see him come in and make it an impact and have a bit of X pack, X factor up forward
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Windsor, If he can use that disposal, like they've said that he's got from his junior, junior career into this, into the Ds, uh, whether it's on the wing, half forward coming off half back. um, That's kind of exciting as well too. So I know I've thrown a lot of names there, but I'm, look, Van Rooyen, if, if he can take that step, and help Petty out because Petty, I think, can play forward. He can definitely clunk a mark. He can definitely be a competitor. And he does kick quite accurately as well. I right. reckon those two can be um, they don't have to be dominant, but mm-hmm. if both of those guys kick 40 goals a year, you only need to get another couple of players who are kicking their 25s, 30s. Right, right. That's
0: a good point. And I haven't okay. included Bailey Fritch there. Yeah. Uh, you're in a you're in a yeah. pretty good position. That's true. Now, pardon my ignorance here, which I I yep. have lots of. I've got buckets of it. Um, you mentioned the number two. Now, who else wore the number two that I'm not? That's not registering with me because you know, again, wow. I, I I remember my history for the game, and I don't necessarily keep track of the uniform numbers, the jumper numbers, all that closely. There, so. Nope. You only have to think of two players who wore the number
1: two. So, if you go back to the latest one, was Nathan Jones? Okay. okay. Yep. When Melbourne were at their worst, when everything was just putrid, you didn't want to turn up, you didn't want to see them, mm-hmm. you'd rather watch paint dry. Nathan Jones was the reason he went to the footy because every single week he, he just put his heart and soul into it. Mm-hmm. And when they got him across the line for that 300th game, we've only got two players that have played 300 games, him and David Neitz. Amazing. It was a shame he didn't play in the grand final team. And, if you, you know, they go, oh, well, they won by so much. Well, you know what? Eleven minutes into that grand final, they were down by three goals. So you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but like he was just—he was just formidable—and mm-hmm. um, just led from the front in our in our really darkest period for a long, long time. And then when I was growing up, when I was growing up in the eighties, there was only one player that you went very similar. Nothing was going right for Melbourne. There was a little guy running around called Robert Flower, played two hundred seventy-four games for the D's, and he was just. If you can watch some of his highlights on YouTube, he was he was built like built by like my little finger. Probably I think my little finger's actually got more muscle on it than, than he did. Um and he played the game like it should be played. On the wing, he was fast, he was great in the air, great disposal. Yeah. Played awesome for Victoria when he represented them, captained the club, and then in 1987, when it looked like Melbourne were going to play finals for the first time, it was like the drive was like, let's get Robbie to play a final. Let's get Robbie to play a final. Mm-hmm. And they eventually did it. And it just skyrocketed the club that then obviously went into the year after when they lost the grand final against Auckland. But just those two were people that just brought Melbourne people to the game when um, when they were the darkest. They were both captains uh, and they just led from the front. And no one, I don't think, could say a bad word about either of them. There's, okay. there's the Robert Fl- wing at Melbourne Games um, on the members' side. Mm-hmm. And that Jones just humble and just the way that I like football play. Be humble,
0: be be gracious, be humble. And you know, be job. humble be, be gracious in gracious in victory. They're play so. hard. Yeah. Exactly. Do you wor- do you worry about the long term effects with Angus Brayshaw coming back this year? I mean, do you, yeah. yeah do you, do you, and I know they've cleared him, but do you, do you in the back of your mind do you kind of just think you know in terms of this young man's longevity and his life away from football that do you, do you, is there? just a small part of you that says go do something else. Young man, yeah, there is. Yeah, there I, is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's a bit of me that goes, cause that, that one was a big hit and I, and I don't mm-hmm. think people realize how big of a hit, hit he was. And the, the consensus out of a lot of people was, Oh, he was concussion man. He's had all these concussions before he's had all these issues before.
2: Mm-hmm. He
1: didn't have a concussion for, I think six or seven years before that. So he had a lot early times. And then that right. was just, a, that was just a free occurrence. Now, you know, t- competition rules in 25 words or less. I st- I still think Maynard should have gone for the simple fact that the AFL said, if you leave the ground, uh-huh. that's your responsibility. He left the ground, regardless of it was a smother or it was a jump or whatever. That's it. Once the smother had passed, he then braced for contact. He left the ground. Now, Collingwood supporters going to shoot me down. I get that. I just think for the whole look of the game, mm-hmm. that wasn't the great game. I am concerned about him. But the chances of something of like that happening again,
2: mm-hmm.
1: very, very minute. The one I was more concerned about was when Paddy McCartan went down throughout the middle of the year. If you remember that yeah, one, he yeah. just fell. Off the Absolutely. Boundary line and yep. then, and there, that's the one I'm going, dude, you, you can't play anymore. Right. Because right. when something happens that's so innocuous that gives you a concussion and puts you out for a long time, mm-hmm. that's it. So if he has one of those, which is very – like, it could be just a small little tap or just a small little knock, and he goes down and he's out, then I'd be saying, mate, enough's enough. Your, your right. life is a lot – there's a lot right. more life than kicking a sharing around uh, an oval. Yeah. I know we all love it. Oh, we all wish we could still do it. Um, yeah. But you've got a life. You've engaged.
0: I've never and done it, be- but, uh, you know, I'm not the – Oh, uh, you would have been awesome. You would have been awesome. I could see I, you fly, I, set half back, the general – do you you do realize that for for much of my adult life i was actually shaped like the ball uh, yeah i've
1: played with many I've, I've played with many kegs on legs over the years okay. you know what the wasn't if
0: i had a crack i just wanted to play that's yeah. all we could ask for yeah you i know, I've, I've, i'm hoping i'm hoping yeah. that when i when i'm there that i can actually kick a kick a ball somewhere i mean i have i have one up here but i've not i've tried to kick it i'm i've tried to i've tried to to, to bounce it and which I don't know how the hell you bounce the ball like that. I mean, I, I've, i I mean, I, I maybe it's because I'm not running fast enough yet to try to do it, but uh, I don't know if you have to be running, but I, I, it, it ends up going, you know, 15 meters away in the opposite direction when I try to do it. Look, some of us, it's some of us, we have a born, we're born with it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's just, just have
1: a, us, us, us 377 no. game legends. Uh, yes. Obviously. Yes well uh, we were just born with it uh no nah, it's 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 like anything uh it's like basketball I sit yep. watching people shooting threes and I go I don't, I am I'm, I'm throwing up bricks left right and center and they just do it time and time again it's just practice so, so just just have a crack man so I what you, what you,
0: what you're saying is that when you were throwing up those those uh those those shots in <laughs> basketball yep. that come into halftime and you know coach you know is you're is you're getting yourself toweled off he hands you the towel from Bunnings and says here there's also an application here for you you're throwing all no, these. No, no, he's basically
1: a peps. You just sit this next half out. There you
0: go. Just just, you go. Go. just take so, a seat. Just take a seat, champ. What's your What's your bold prediction for the club for 2024? That maybe you you think that you're going to make that other people are going to go. Whoa, I'm not sure about that.
1: All right, here's my bold prediction: If Melbourne have a negative record by the Queen's Birthday weekend. Which I think seven rounds in. Do they still celebrate
0: the Queen's birthday? I thought it was the King's birthday. Now, King's birthday. Sorry, it's just habit. It's okay. uh, Simon so Goodwin, perfect, perfectly hey, okay. Goodwin, goodwin at the club. Yeah. Oh, you said he said he won't be at the club. Wow. No. Wow. That is. Uh,
1: no. They're at a negative. If they're at, if they're at a negative, and and I said that they potentially could be zero and six. Right. Right. They. Yep. I reckon he won't be there. Okay. Because I tell you what, the the supporter base, especially after losing the last two final series, there's a difference between what happened in 2022 and 2023. 2022, mm-hmm. we we were injury depleted by the end of that mm-hmm. final series. Uh, Track had a bung leg. Gorn had his had his I think, ankle or knee issues as well. So every, everyone had more tape on them than the players that didn't have tape on them. So right, right, that, that was just it. Last year it was just a conniption. The, the And both of them was game plan and um, choices made in terms of the, the teams going in as well. So something needs to change. Now, there has to be a circuit breaker. They can't get rid of all the players. They can't get rid of all the assistants. They can't do that during the middle of the year. They Great. need a fresh voice. They've brought in Andrew McWalter from Richmond, who hopefully is bringing a bit of that run and gun style that, that mm-hmm. they use for so many years. Um, it, it, and – with no Adam Uze there, who was their match day coach, there's going to be a lot more pressure. the The premiership win, uh, premiership um, holiday is officially over. It's been over for the last year, and yeah. you' there's so much pressure on them that they can't go. They can't go ahead and do a um, a Bernard Tomic and go straight sets two years in a row. They, they they can't do that three years in a row. So do you so think? I reckon. Yep. I reckon if if they're at a negative. Score line after mm-hmm. seven rounds. It's a
0: big one. That yeah. question will that question will be asked. Okay. So, do you think that 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 Simon Goodwin is on the as far as senior coaches go? Do you think he's on the hottest seat in the game, or do you think maybe Longmire? No no, 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 would be?
1: no, no, no. There's others in worse spots. So, Chris Fagan will be definitely looked at because if he gets them to another final series. Grand final and doesn't mm-hmm. come across. Is he the right man for that? Ken Hinckley is definitely in another position where I know they just signed him up again, but
0: you know, well, we, we've I, the don't the know, I don't know, I don't know what his long. contract looks like, but if it's anything like Brett Ratton's, it doesn't much matter. No, well, contracts don't mean anything. Uh, yeah. The, the paper, that yeah. Not.
1: Um, I'm also looking at Longmuir over in Fremantle, right? Right. What We spoke about a little bit, yeah. is going to be in a bit of uh, True Blade. Interesting one, Ross Lyon. I think there's a, there's a bit of bit of word coming out that um, they're looking pretty pretty good this at the moment under Ross Lyon, but okay. they need to perform considering what they did to Ratton to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. that um, produce. And Chris Scott at Geelong could happen. I. Th- Someone mentioned this the other day and I reckon it's not a bad one. What's his contract status like? I'm not sure. I am not sure. I thought he Let's signed like say- a two
0: I thought he signed a two-year extension.
1: Okay. What would happen if Brisbane make the finals again fall over at the last stage? Mhm. Chris Scott says
0: want to go home to Brisbane. I ah. go to Brisbane. Wow. That's, everyone uh, else,
1: I'm looking. Everyone else, I'm looking. You know, and maybe Matthew Nix, but Matthew Nix is. Yeah, I think Adelaide are going to be. Re- I think Adelaide are going to be really good this year. Yeah. They've got probably one
0: one of the best forward lines going through it at the moment, if that fires. Ooh. So you brought up an interesting point about Matthew Nix, and I'm wondering, do you think Adelaide gives him the benefit of the doubt because they should have been in the finals last year but got hosed over on that bad call against response? Screwed the
1: screw over? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I, I think. I look at I look at when you've got Rankin, Rochelle, Walker, Fogarty down there. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's not that's not an easy forward line to defend. No, um, no. and through their midfield they've got Rory Laird, they've got um, Sloan, who was still going. I think they should have been playing finals last year. Yeah, besides two dodgy decisions, uh, actually one dodgy decision, uh, and the team that got the dodgy decision had. Two lucky, lucky wins to get into the finals. The other one being against North Melbourne because mm-hmm. there was uh, what too many,
0: too many substitutions.
1: No, too many substitutions.
0: Yeah,
1: like you know what I mean. Yeah. So I I think and, and you know what the Darren Burgess effect. Don't be. I keep saying it. The Darren Burgess effect over there in Adelaide will take a couple of years to really um, re- see the fruits of their labour. And I reckon this year might be it because over in Adelaide, they talk about Collingwood at the G or Brisbane at the Gabba Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval, I reckon is, if not the hardest, the hardest game to win. Okay. And i because, because they're feral, they play the game. Well, you know, they're going to be fit. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't lapse five minutes with them. And they are, they are,
0: you were talking about the risers. They are going to be a big riser in my eyes this year. I, I think so too. I think they're, I think that's a pretty good side. Um, and I, it's, it's, uh, you know, as I've been mapping out what I plan on, you know, games that I'm hoping to get to while I'm there. And that and the thing that really stinks is that they don't have the, you know, I mean, they have like the range of dates in terms of games that are going to be played during like this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but they're not locked in in terms of which games are when, you know, so that they don't have those for, because I'm looking at like round 17 through 20 being there. So oh, later, later in they the season, so, oh, shit. yeah, I so have yeah, which which kind of stinks, but I mean, I'm, I've contemplated like during round twenty, you know, I I've got the opportunity to see the you know like the cats three times, you know, home against uh, the Hawks, the at the G against Collingwood, and then home against the Bulldogs. But then that fourth week, round twenty, I can either take the ferry down to Tasmania to go see the the Cats play the ruse, or make the drive along the coast to Adelaide to go watch the Crows and the Hawks play. So, I mean, I'm having to debate which one of those things I want to do and it'd be, it'd be yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what, what I want to do in that situation. Look, I'll put it this way. You're probably guaranteed to get a ticket at the North Geelong game. <laughs> well, I, I think so. Um, and I, and I've, I've actually, you know, I, I might actually have a really good connection with North also that, uh, yeah, um, somebody who's, who's been just more than generous to me that, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, that I had on the podcast a while back, uh, and Barry Cheatley is just, you know, an absolute gentleman, um, you know, who played for them for many, many years. And then he was also their marketing director for like a quarter of a century as well. Just an, an absolute gem of a man. He just had his 85th birthday, uh, couple of weeks ago um so just you know really nice people and he's he has put me in touch with some really big names for interviews yep uh which uh because you know when i spoke to him i talked to him for like four hours during an interview and when we got done he said let me know who you want to talk to i could because i know them and uh so it's amazing
1: once you once you start with one how i can just sort of grow from there yeah
0: i've had similar ones as well yeah, and to me, it was in a way, it was kind of like trying to get a drink out of a fire hose because I, I didn't know where to start. I joked with him and I said, "Okay, well, I'd love to talk to Gary Abbott Sr." He said, "Okay, who else?" <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, everybody right. would love to have. That yeah, conversation. no, I, and you're right. And I know, and I, and I, his I, family, I reckon. I'd love yeah. to have that conversation. Yeah, and I, and I was too. saying that kind of in jest, also because I knew the answer. Yeah, I knew the answer to that. Yeah, yeah. so. You think that, uh, you think that Adelaide is probably going to be the biggest bolter up the ladder this year? I don't know if they're going to be the biggest bolter, but they normally say like, it's two
1: clubs drop out of the finals every mm-hmm. season, two mm-hmm. clubs go in. So you've got to look at it, the fact okay, well, who goes in and who goes out? And so I think St Kilda will maybe drop out. Okay. I'm just trying to put it in perspective like, who, who do I think will? Um, Port Adelaide, they're, they're a bit of a, an enigma as well, too. Um because they've they've brought in they've brought in some some niceness. Radical e is going to be great for them uh next year.
0: Dixon's getting older. Yeah. Dixon's getting older. Right, um, right. And he's and he's broken, yeah. You know, and and I feel I feel terrible even saying that. I almost said that he's that he's broken down a little bit. And here, 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 I'm a 60-year-old man and I'm talking about guys who are like 31, 32 breaking down. <laughs> The hell right do I have to say anything like that? You know, he's had a couple of injury issues. Let me say it that way. Okay. Cause I, I, I know I said that he's breaking down there and, and no, he's not because I'm breaking down. Okay. I'm, I'm falling apart. I'm an old man, but, uh, yeah.
1: It's a, it's an interesting one. Like you have a look at the who, who played finals last year, who made finals. Theoretically, all of them could get better. There, there's no one on this sort of at a dropping right. stage. They're all at right. the rising stroke. You want another contentious one? I wouldn't be surprised if Melbourne didn't make finals. You know, and that's I, been through no fault of their own. It's just that everybody around them is, it's, it's, I, I can't um, remember
0: this tight. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, theoretically, you could make a case for 14 or 15 clubs playing finals this year. In theory. Yep. And and it's funny you said, uh, because I have, I was certainly not going to bring it up during this discussion, but off air, I have had that discussion with a couple of other people during the interviews where I thought, you know, I, I, I wondered, the big thing that I wondered about was whether or not Melbourne was going to be able to score enough consistently. You know, defensively, I thought they were fine. I thought midfield, they were fine. I, it was just like, can they find another consistent goal kicker or two, you know, that's going to keep them where they were. And uh, as you well, see. Well, we did end up with the second best
1: percentage in the league last year. Yeah. So you don't get that if you're kicking a score. So I, I, well, I think that's a bit of. I think that, that also the, reflective of how good your defense, defense is too. Yeah, true. True. But you've also, you know, teams didn't kick big scores against us. Right. Um, we did kick some some decent scores. And yeah. I think we do think what happened last, that last couple of weeks, Melksham is going to be a big loss. I think he's going to be a big loss from a leadership perspective because when yeah. we went through a bit of a troubling period, he was able to steer the ship a little bit. But mm-hmm. if you ever look at this, Collingwood are going to make it. Brisbane are going to make it. Port, and I should say, should. Melbourne should.
0: Carlton will make it. St Kilda, maybe. Well, GW. Carlton lost Silvani to, for the year for, to an ACL uh, yesterday, yeah, but,
1: I guess. Uh, yeah, I'd be more concerned if that was a Kerno. I'd I'd say... Well, there's only one of
0: those left, I think. The other one retired.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If it was Kurnow, then I'd be like, Carlton, you're in massive trouble. Soss, he did play a a massive role last year. Heart and soul type of player. But I don't think he's the be-all and Mm end-all. Sydney should get better. Western Bulldogs, there's no reason why they're not playing finals. They've changed every assistant coach under the sun. Except for the main one. So if it doesn't work, we know where the issue is. Yeah. Adelaide should make it. Essendon... I don't think will. They've, they have they did, you know, trade a lot of people in, right, right. Who who they brought in? They brought in Mackay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, Goldstein, who's towards the back end of his career. Yeah. So there's there's a bit of a question
0: mark there. well I don't think won't hear me saying that he's broken down. Uh, uh, who? <laughs> Goldstein. Anybody. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Fair enough. You, you haven't Richmond mentioned, away, you haven't mentioned GWS way. yet either.
1: Oh no no giants giants yeah yeah no giants will make it sorry giants yeah. will make it so that's what I'm saying there's I reckon there's eight ten I'd say eleven teams have to fit into eight right yeah it hasn't and, happened wall like and
0: you know and I the Gold Coast which could be an, a complete anomaly altogether right right I you know this could be this could be the year where they make you know they make that leap finally and and having been a fan of this game for your entire life in the great grand scheme of things, as far as for the health of the AFL, yep. would it be a good thing if Gold Coast makes the finals? Yeah, of course it would be. Okay. Because it, it would, it would of, kind of legitimize of that investment it. that's been going on for so many years there, I would think.
1: Yeah, it, it's that, but it's also, like, I I don't think many people don't like Gold Coast. And yeah. I don't think many people don't like the, the Giants. There's no reason not to like them. Mm-hmm. We don't like Collingwood. I get that. Yeah. yeah. We don't like Carlton. We get that. Um, but for those two teams, we just want them to succeed because if they yeah. succeed, the game is better across the board. Right, right. Um, you know, from first to first to eighth last year, there was a six-game difference. Mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be a six-game difference between first and eighth this year.
0: That, no, that'll be close should... to four. I think I think this year. I think the fixture, the fixture this year is going to be. It's going to, and I'm I'm not a wrestling fan, but it's going to be like one of those Royal Rumbles where everybody's hopping into the ring and just beating the ever loving shit out of one another. Yeah, and I've said this a fair bit. Like, if people go into the 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 how hard your
1: how hard your fixture is every season, mm-hmm. and I reckon it's a complete myth because depending on who you get, we're depending on what they did last year, not right, what they're doing right. this year. Right. You've got teams that are going to fire that you think you've got twice in. So if you've got Hawthorne twice this year, you'd be a bit you'd be a bit concerned because they're going to fire. If you've got Gold Coast twice this year, you'd be Yeah. Yeah. a little bit concerned. But if you've got someone like uh I'd say Richmond or Geelong twice this year, I wouldn't be super concerned. If you've got Fremantle twice, I wouldn't be concerned. But because we look at it all oh, what they did last year and what they Between the end of last year and the start of this year and what happens throughout the season is Mm a massive – I actually think if you're playing a majority of your double-ups towards the back end of the season, you're in a really good position. There are some clubs that we've played twice and we haven't even played other ones once. Mm -hmm. It gives you a good mix because you only need a couple of those to be going by the wayside and you know you can almost bank wins at the back end of the season. So I I think this whole, oh, we've got the hardest draw, mate, every draw is hard. Because right, right. you're not factoring what's happening to your team, or right. what's going to happen to them in terms of natural growth or natural regression. That makes complete
0: sense. So before we get out of here, sir. Yes, sir. You ready to ready to tackle a little bit of D's trivia? Go for it. Okay, and some of these, I think, I think you're going to be fine on a lot of these. A couple that might be a little tricky. Okay, so these five D's all who played at least 15 games averaged over 20 disposals a game last year.
2: Yeah.
0: You want me to name them? Yes. Oh,
1: uh, Petrarca, Viney. How many games did they have to play? At least 15. Uh, I throw Oliver in there. Yep. Um, average 15 positions. Uh,
0: no, they averaged like at least throwing. 20 at least 20 disposals. They played 15 20 games, disposal. 20 disposals. Yep. Uh, and um, they, and all five names have been mentioned during our chat this morning.
1: I'd say Lockie Hunter in there as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And Trent Rivers, maybe? Or said Jack Viney? Is that... Sparrow? Uh you
0: said Viney already.
1: Yeah. Uh it can't be Ed Langdon. Nope. But who am I missing? Judd McVee couldn't be him. No, nope. 20 possessions. Yeah. Well, Alex Neil Bullen. No, he wouldn't be doing 20 possessions a game. Who's the one that I'm missing? Who's the one that I'm missing?
0: Angus Brayshaw.
1: who do I miss? Angus Brayshaw.
0: Uh-huh. Yep.
1: How can I forget him? He's yeah. the one who has the biggest impact of the season.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay, so this, this is the one that might be tricky for you here. After the MCG, the demons have in, in their history, the demons have won the most games at which ground? After the MCG. And that was 40, 45 wins at this ground. It's at VFL Park, but that I don't think it'd be VFL Park. So
1: Princess Park? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And the other reason I say Princess Park is because that was the other game. That was the only stadium that played, had multiple
0: teams playing in there at one stage. Carlton, Hawthorne. That's Icon Park now, correct? That they've renovated. Icon Park. Park, That is correct.
2: Well, whoever pays the most
0: amount of money. Right, right. 45 wins and 78 losses. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. So, which D had the lowest disposal efficiency for 2023? He played less than 20 games. And he has been uh, mentioned today. He has been mentioned. Uh-huh.
2: Oh,
1: geez. Now, um, I think it was Trent. So I'm going through the names. Wouldn't have been Petrarca. Oh, geez. Lowest disposal efficiency.
0: Wouldn't and I will be we'll Jack Vine. Tell- I will tell you uh, real quickly. Let me. Let me. Uh, I'll even tell you how many games he played here. Uh, you tell me how many games he played. Then I can give. Then I'll be ah, okay. Okay. He he played thirteen games, 13, and his disposal yeah. his disposal efficiency was fifty point five percent.
1: Okay. Um. Oh, not no. Not Clayton Oliver. No. Nope.
0: 13, Jake Melksham. Mal- Melksham. He
1: had the he had the worst, he had the worst disposal efficiency.
0: So his goal kick efficiency was pretty yeah. good, though. 50%. 50%. Now uh, players that played, you know, almost all all the games, Kazi Pickett was the next lowest at 60.4%. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean he played he plays oh. like his hair's on fire. Oh, um just get some consistency. Get some consistency we will be fine. Who else? All right, give me another one. Okay, let's see here. Uh, this player who played 24 games led the club with 98.5% time on ground. So he never oh, came off the ground. Ed Langdon. That'd be Ed Langdon. It would not be Ed Langdon.
1: Oh, hold on, hold on. What, how many games?
0: He played 24 games.
1: So not Lucky Hunter, because he'd be the other wingman who normally comes off. Be Jake
0: Lever or Stephen May. Jake Lever. Yep. May was right behind him at 97.3. They
1: never leave. And yep. Their theory is I don't need to come off for a break. Give the people who run a time for a break. You get the ball up the other end of the ground. That's when I get my break. There you go. There
0: you go. All right. Um, who led the club in one percenters average wise in 2023 with 6.78 one percenters for the year? Okay, the ones I'm thinking of,
1: like this could be a couple. It could be Alex Neil Bullen, because my dad can't stand him, but he seems to be doing it. Tom Sparrow would be another one I'd be thinking of. No, no, right? One percenters. Jack Viney? All oh, for
0: three. Well, I we're not doing
1: enough. Four we're not three. doing enough. One percenters.
0: No. I, 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 I'll give you a hint. You probably do not want to go out to dinner with him. Stephen May. There you go. <laughs> I knew it wouldn't be Jake
1: Malksham because I'd like to go out <laughs> with him because then at least I know I'd be in a good, a good mood.
0: Okay. This player led the club with 4.8 clangers per game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a lot of good things that happen like a, with this club here. You've already answered the question about, you know, how many, who who were like the three leading goal kickers. You already ran through those in the first the goal kickers, easy ones. Yeah, they, yeah.
1: They're the, they're the things that we celebrate. Yeah. Langers wise. Oh, crocky. Um, how many per game? Three per game. 4.87. Um, I think Lockie. Look, I'm going by names that are get Lockie Hunter would be a big, big. He's kicking's pretty bad, but I know I'm, I'm going to get the thumbs down for that one.
0: You're right. You're uh, right. You're giving a thumbs down.
1: Cozy Pickett, maybe? Mm-mm. No. and Oliver wasn't actually that fantastic with his disposal. Bingo. Bingo. That's what I'm saying. He, he, gets, he gets a lot of the ball. He does a
0: lot with it. But he's uh-huh. kicking.
2: Ugh.
0: Okay, this, this is one you might – it's a 50-50 shot here, okay? All right. Okay. Who kicked more goals in the 2000s, Russell Robertson or Brad Green? In the 2000s. I'd say Brad Green. Brad Green kicked 350. Russell Robertson, 397.
2: Oh,
0: bull! And you know what? He probably tells Brad Green every single time
1: he sees him about that. Uh By the way, when I was talking about the Melbourne Hallecian days of that early 2000, those two were were people that just brought you through. Robbo would just be consistent. Brad Green was just awesome he had Cameron Bruce running around with him as well too they also had the Wiz Jeff farm like that was just a beautiful mix yeah. that we had up for uh, and don't forget David Dietz as, as well Schwartz if he was playing like that was just such a beautiful mix that we had then I just wish we had it I just wish we had it now mm-hmm. they remind me of Brisbane a lot that type of mix at the moment okay. they remind
0: me a bit now. okay now here's the last one is this the tough one? No, no, no. This is just the last one. I don't know how oh, tough but, uh... it is. This demon, if 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 he's selected and he's healthy, should play game 200 of his career in round four this year. Oh wow! Game 200. Mm-hmm. And his name has been mentioned today, a time or two.
1: Time or two. I'm thinking either Lockie Hunter. Now, Michael Hibbert is finished, so he's not going to be playing
0: anymore. Lockie Hunter. He'd be playing actually 201 then, but I think That's I want because uh, Hunter, Yeah, be it'd be Viney because I, I was counting somebody who played their entire career with the Ds. Yeah. Oh, well that's yeah. okay. So yeah, I, didn't, that's on. I, didn't, I didn't clarify that. And I and that's, no, that's wrong. I'm, I am i am a lousy game show host. So I'm No, you're I'm, a
1: great game show host. You need a
0: game show jacket.
1: How many's actually I wanna know how many Petraca played? What's he up to?
0: Petraka is at uh let's oh, see here. 26. I've got i got the footy wire site pulled up here right now. Let me uh yep. Petraka is at uh 176. So he should get there the end of this year if he's healthy all the way through. So, by what round 23 24, first round of finals, he should be getting hoisted off the ground then. And that's when I look at Clayton Oliver at
1: 176, four time best and fairest, mm-hmm. three time all in two time AFL PCA coaches yeah. award winner. Like, yeah, freak. And we just hope that he gets better. I hope but, so. Too. I'm, I'm, I'm look, I'm 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 bullish on the D's, yeah. They just need to get that connection. We like that connection, not right, that right. connection, connection. We need, I a- mean, that's
0: why, you know, and I, and, and, you know, even though this isn't about the, yeah, you know, if the cats, you know, they, their midfield was shit last year. Okay. It was horrible. It was, was God awful. A lot of injuries, you know, injury, every team has injuries. I get that. Um, But they, their midfield was just, you know, let's let, let's let the other guy do it. And the other guy wasn't there. Um, You know, they, you know, you had, a, you had a, you know, number seven pick who played one quarter of footy in one game and hurt his foot in Jai Clark. You know, yeah. But it was a good quarter. Well, yeah. But, but what I, if I know and it's, a, it's a huge I know. if, if, if the midfield gets its shit together, they might find their way back into the, I don't, I don't think they're a top four side for sure. They might find their themselves in like number seven or eight. I, I'm not sure I'm putting them in the top eight this year. You know, yeah, you've still, you've still got, you know, you know, two phenomenal goal kickers down, down forward that, you know, as long as, you know, Hawkins is healthy, if they can get the That's ball the to question. those guys, you know, it's good things happen when they, ha- when they have the ball in their hands and they've got a free kick going on. So, yeah, I, but it's all dependent upon their midfield. And, and when you yeah. brought up the whole Chris Scott, to Brisbane thing, that was, just, that was, it, it makes sense but you know he's you know he's been entrenched in Geelong as as you know as long as he has would he entertain wanting to go and, and again i don't know where he's from i don't know where you know he was reared and played his you know youthful footy how how entrenched he is in the Geelong area you know so it's the, whether he'd want to make that trip back up to to brisbane or not i don't i don't know but that was a really yeah. interesting interesting thought there
1: Oh, it just came up in a conversation. It's it sort of it sort of makes sense, you know. It's like yeah. the, a bit of the product fun yes. coming back. And it, it would be a good f- if if he decided to coach again, that would mm-hmm. be a really nice. It would be a nice fit, and I right, think that right. that's like Clarkson and North. Like Clarkson was entrenched down at Hawthorne for years. Right. right. Was it North? I reckon he's going to be able to bring a lot of that across to them too. So I hope so too. And, and look. I don't, Look, if my team succeeds, it's even better. But I just want a a, a great, exciting football season where Mm -hmm. there's ebbs and flows. It's not just a blow away. Like, the year that you guys won it in Geelong, no one was going to beat them. The years that Richmond won, I don't think anybody was going to beat them. Same with Hawthorne, same with Brisbane. Like, those dominant years, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I don't like. I want to have a bit of mystery towards the season. And that's why this year, I don't think it's just a given that Collingwood uh, going to win, which a lot of people say. I think Carter a massive shot, but they're they're only one big injury away. I think, yeah, um, yeah. I reckon if Kurnow goes down, is where I look. Kurnow goes down. There's just too much pressure on Mackay, and his goal kicking is just not reliable enough. And I don't know if they've got enough support factors around him, especially that's now true. that Sauce has gone down.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. So uh, he's 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 a spunk too. When when can we expect to hear? Your dulcet tones on a new episode of Lace Out. Oh, so uh
1: so you can actually watch us on our YouTube channel. So Lace Out AFL uh, okay. is our YouTube channel as well, too. So we're doing a couple of things on there as we speak. Um, but I think we're going to be kicking off. What are we? I reckon in about another couple of weeks. And the reason why we've we've sort of held it off mm-hmm. is just because we want to get a bit of a uh it's preseason. There hasn't been any games. Right, right. Um uh, really much to sort of talk about that hasn't already been spoken about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we sort of get close to it, yeah, it'll be um, it'll be an exciting year. J-Dog will be back, so we had a bit of a hiatus for a
0: bit last year. It'll be our I, seventh year. I was going he to, was to ask that because I know he had some yes. things that came up that he had to step away, and uh, I, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you yep. know, he had actually been brought in by Port Adelaide to lead the uh, the search for a new senior coach in case they decided to... That, that is, that and is true, one.
1: and yeah. the, the, the vote went uh seven one and he was the one who didn't want to keep Ken Hinkley. Um, uh, but then by the end of it was he he then got tattooed on his forearm in Can We Trust because that's how much he loved him by the end of the season. Did he and really? That faded up. No, no he, of course. He not, didn't but, really do that. Okay, because I mean I No, nah, no, nah, but, but he but he, he if you ever listen to him, he's like in Can We Trust. I'm like, mate, you, you
0: can't stand he yeah. was like, I
2: can't stand. But, so I mean, he's gonna I, be
0: interesting to we'll see how that go. I mean, I thought about getting you know like the, the you know the cats logo as a tattoo. I don't, I don't have a tattoo yet, but, uh, I've, I've, my grandmother told me when I left the Navy, my grandmother was about four foot 10 and she yep. probably weighed about 90 pounds. And I remember when yep. I left to go into the Navy, she told me, she looked up at me. She said, you can do anything you want when you're in the Navy. Do you understand me anything? And she damn near dislocated my shoulders. When she pulled on him, she said, just don't get a tattoo. And yep. I, and I never did get one. I, I, there's a quote from a my favorite movie of all time, which is an 85 year old film, that uh, I've been contemplating getting, you know, getting on my on my forearm. But then I've also thought about the cat's logo as well, and you know, I uh, haven't haven't pulled the trigger on that yet because I've just got my my youngest kid through college and got to finish paying all of that off. And then uh, oh,
1: fantastic, fantastic, Go, Tom. Now my myself and my dad, Big Trev, we've uh, we have committed. Mm-hmm. We're just chicks. I'm getting done. Just a little, little Melbourne one, just on the bottom of the inside of the ankle, just that little groove between your ankle and where your calf starts, just in okay. there. Oh, so it's uh, so it's can be seen, but only for certain people.
0: Okay, okay. Well, there's yeah. nothing wrong
1: with that. So my dad's my dad's seventy-four. Yeah, and he's he's uh, like, I'll get
0: one with you. My brother's he's too much of a chicken. Your brother's too much of a chicken. Okay, okay. Like, nah, is he more. is he is he a D supporter also? Oh, he's, he, we're all nuts. Okay, get the whole family. Okay, Melbourne, nuts. because yeah. I, you know, the the person I had on for the the port uh, preview does the the creedcast, and he's a port supporter. He lives in Los Angeles now. He's from no, just north of Adelaide, but isn't the whole entire rest of his family are all crow supporters? I mean, everybody. He's the only port supporter in his family. Yeah, that, that's like Jamie's from Melbourne, Pikes, or Port Adelaide.
1: Don't I can't figure that one out. How, how like, did yeah, did That's how. Is, I
2: mean. Is, is, I mean
0: Like J Dog's interesting.
1: We know that he's
0: uh, I mean, I can, I can understand there's a young man that lives in Melbourne who, uh, Linton Phillip, who I've had on, who's a mad Gold Coast supporter, a mad Gold Coast. I've had him on the podcast a few times. And I can kind of see that because it was, you know, it was a club that kind of came into existence during his formative years. But, you know, Port Adelaide had been around for a while, if you will. And J Dog decided, maybe it's the color scheme.
1: Oh, I think it can down come come down to where you are at that time of year. So I know a guy that was in, um lived in Melbourne, massive West Coast supporter, massive. And I'm like, well, how did you get guys? Oh, well, you know, I was I was young and West Coast had won their 94, 92 and ninety four flags,
0: and I thought oh, I'll just maybe just go for them. There you go. Okay. But, and just again, it's, it's kind of your you know, it's kind of you know when you're you know when you're uh, you know, your impressionable years. I mean, it's what you grow up with. Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah, I've been a Cleveland Browns fan. Since you know I was born, you know they they want at the least you could smile a little bit this year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but we were just so beat up. I mean, I I I'm hope yeah, yeah. It's uh they're done, but a lot of good things happened, and hopefully it it bodes well for next year. You know they they were a great defensive team. They need a little bit more help on offense, I think, and they need to keep Deshaun Watson healthy. Didn't you go through like five quarterbacks or something? Some ridiculous I started started five started five quarterbacks this year. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, because you, one after the other after the other after. So there was yeah. a guy who was it, was it was like the guy who played um, last year for I can't remember which what team it was. He was sitting in the in the stands with a salad roll and a drink, and they called him up to say we've had an injury in the warm up. You need to come and play. <laughs> so they bring him out of the stands. Yeah, this is the AFL had to bring him
0: out of the stands to then get him strapped up and, and playing. Well, I, that happens occasionally in hockey. I've seen that yeah. happen in the NHL here, where they'll actually bring they they'll actually put somebody in like the goalie pads bring him out of the stands yeah. and, and throw them in there when the goalie, you know, goalies have been hurt. And I, and I don't follow hockey, but I, I've read about that happening. Yeah. So. There's a fa- I think famous story at one of the
1: games where the, um the one of the administrators or whatever, or the, the guy that looked after the rink or whatever, they, they the, the two goalies got injured during the game and they mm-hmm. needed someone to step in. and They're like, can you just stand there? Yeah. And he's like, I-, I used to play goalie. He goes, good, you do it. And he, he jumped in and, played the rest of the game out and they reckon it's one of the greatest things ever. There was a bit of a doc, I think, on that uh a while ago. So yeah. And, fascinating
0: and stuff. Ho- hopefully they uh hopefully they helped him stretch and uh and you know got him some of you know Deshaun Watson's gift certificates to his his his, <laughs> his masseuse of his choice afterwards there. Yeah. Um yeah. so Peps, where where can people find you on the socials? And I, and first of all I didn't realize you had a YouTube channel up so I will definitely uh yeah, prior no, that look, one, I'm done here in just a second. But where can they find you on the socials there if they want to give you a follow? Look, if they're on the socials, just, it's pretty simple. So we're Lace Out uh, Lace
1: Out Podcast on Fox, on Foxtel, on Facebook.
2: <laughs> Damn, on Facebook. you've made big
0: time already.
1: Yeah, we've gone big time. No, <laughs> on Facebook as well too, Lacebook AFL on um, YouTube. We've obviously Lace Out Podcast, Lace Out AFL Podcast on, on, on Spotify and all your um, podcast channels. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've we sort of made a bit of a transition over the, the Christmas period to sort of just put some shorter stuff together. It's a bit it's a bit of fun that we okay. like to do. It's predominantly me, um, but we're going to be doing our 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 um, shows live on YouTube this year. Right. We're going to be
0: casting live as well too. So like, subscribe. On We'd Tuesday. love to have you on. I think it's early Tuesday mornings, my time, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So it's early Tuesday, Tuesday morning
1: and you'll be fantastic. We'll be sitting there doing our recording on a Monday night or whatever. And and you jump on board and drop us a message and be like, how good is this? We've got one bloke who's all the way <laughs> over in the U S dropping on to say hi. You're yeah. always on the show and and we've been going seven years and virtually that entire time you've been, um, we've been connected. So I can't wait to see you when you come down to, to Melbourne this year to have it, obviously have a chat and uh, yes. we'll go to a
0: game and, you've, um, just enjoy you've been, everything. About it. You've been a great friend, uh, in this journey. And I can't, I can't thank you enough for that. And I, and I truly appreciate that. No, thanks. We're, it's, it's vice versa. Reciprocal. super cool. The love thank is
1: you. all there. Isn't
0: that how, yeah, something like that. I there don't know. I don't serious. know. Something like that. Yeah. There, oh, look at that. There we go. The, oh, the love. I we're not, we're not, we can all sing, yeah, sing Kumbaya or something like that. Well, Hey, peps, uh, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I know you're rolling into your Friday right now. Uh, we're probably going to have another day it's with fog where school's going to get delayed for a couple of hours, but I'm, I'm already up in the morning anyway. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks ago, we were down to nine, minus 16 Celsius. So it was a little chilly. Uh, yeah. I, I did see the NFL game where they got the supporters to come in with hot water or whatever. And if and, they got the, the snow off the chairs, yeah. they were going to get us.
1: I thought that was, yeah. We, that's not that's,
0: yeah, fun. Game. Yeah. That's in Buffalo. That's about a five hour drive East of me and you know where i live is is right on lake erie one of the the five great lakes if you will that uh you know kind of a right almost across from from toronto but uh well buffalo is almost across from toronto but where we will get like 4 or 5 inches of snow about an hour east of us and then for another about 2 hour drive into through into through buffalo where we might get 4 or 5 inches they'll get 2 or 3 feet of snow just massive amounts of snow so they yeah they actually they actually will bring in, uh, they'll ask the supporters and fans to come in with their own snow shovels and, and they'll pay them like 20 bucks an hour to shovel. And they basically shovel all the, uh, all the seats and everything and move all the snow out of there. And, you know, it's, it's what kind of what they've signed up for. And, and it gives them in many instances, they, well, it didn't work out this week, but kind of a, a home field advantage, if you will. So if you, if you bring a team in from Florida, who's not used to that, you know, in January and, uh. Not
1: a lot of fun. What was but it? it's, I was saying it was minus was it, minus 16 or something along those
0: lines when they were playing earlier yeah. this week. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's uh and that's 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 down to zero, basically zero Fahrenheit for us. I mean, it's you know, because freezing is 32 Fahrenheit. So it's uh that's down at around zero for us. But I remember, you know, the my uh my wife's family is from upstate Minnesota. And the first time I went up there, we were there at Christmas time, and the warmest it got was twenty below Fahrenheit. And we were there for ten days. It was twenty. That was the warmest it got.
1: Couldn't we have gone to Florida? Yeah, we could have gone to Florida.
0: Well, and I I joke. I said, yeah, that you think about it, you know, to get back to freezing in Fahrenheit, the temperature had to go up fifty-two degrees just for you to freeze your ass off. You know, it's 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 crazy, but there was no wind, so it was it was a it was a dry cold. Oh, but it's, that's okay. I don't yeah. mind
2: if
1: it's, oh, but when that wind cuts through you, yeah, there was nothing playing when it was raining, raining fine.
0: But when the wind comes in. Yep. Well, it's, it's about three right now. And as soon as we wrap up in this downloads, I'm, I'm heading out to take my dog for a walk. So get funny to- enough. I'm doing the same thing. I'll take my dog for a walk. Yep. Same yep. thing. Yep. I, think we're,
2: up. I think we're going to
1: be about 23 Celsius today. So that's, I would take that a for walk. a day or two. Yeah, we t- that's all we're getting at the moment. We, we haven't had a summer like a hot, hot summer, it's supposed to come in the next couple of weeks, but yeah,
0: we we're so you're not confident. complaining about that too much. I mean, if, if it was in the 20s, you're high, yeah. high 20, was high uh-huh. 20, like
1: anything from maybe 26 to 32, I can yeah. take anything okay. else over those That's yeah.
0: that's too much. Yeah, I, I mean, I talked to somebody that was up in Brisbane that said it was like over 40. Yeah, some, that's so, yeah, that's is a, yeah, that's yeah, that's some stinking way toasty up there. Well, hey, man. Go get that dog out for a walk. I'm going to do the same thing. It was fantastic to talk with you. And Always a pleasure. When this is done, I will uh, I will get this out uh, and I'll share it with you there. And yep. my uh, guest here has been Chris Pepper from Lace Out, one half of the Lace Out squad there. And check them out on Spotify or your favorite podcast hosting source. And also over on YouTube, give them a subscribe there as well. I'm heading there while this downloads. Cheers, awesome. sir. Have a fantastic day. Always a pleasure, day. Mike. You bet. I'll see you when you stand up. You bet. Uh Uh-huh. All right, peps. Hey, man, I appreciate you getting up early on a Friday morning and sitting down to chat with me about your D's. Uh, I think it's going to be a, uh, an interesting year for them. There's a lot of, uh, stuff happening, a lot of plates being spun right now on the stage. we'll see if, uh, We'll see if they're able to keep them up on the sticks throughout the course of the year. Now, remember, folks, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll leave a review if you enjoy the show. I hope you'll get on the mailing list. If you enjoy the podcast, I do hope you'll share it with your friends and family as well. Um, follow me on YouTube. Follow me on all my socials. Those are all linked on my website. You can go there, and it's a one-stop shop for uh, following all things Yank on the Footy. I do hope you'll consider doing that. Now folks, ladies and gentlemen, look out for one another, check up on your friends, make sure they're okay, reach out to them, tell them you love them. If you need to talk to somebody, please do that. Please do that, okay? Um, And I appreciate the kind words from everyone. And uh, if you have not listened to the first few episodes, like I said, I have five of them done already. The first two have been released at this point when I'm getting ready to record uh, this one today. Up next, I believe, is Carlton, and uh, devastating injury for Jack Silvani uh, with the ACL, so he's going to be out this year. But folks, appreciate the kind words, as I said, and as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post, and I will catch you later. And this has been episode 303 of A Yank on the Footy. Remember, you can find me at Yank underscore on on Twitter, reach out out to me at a Yank underscore excuse me, at gmail.com if you want to email me. But everything's linked at my website, yankonthefooty.com. So head on over there. And again, my guest has been Christopher Pepper from the Lace Out Podcast. And I do hope you'll give Pep's a follow over there as well. He does a great job with his show. Cheers, everybody.